Welcome everybody, welcome to Pure Cringe, where we celebrate all of the cringe in the Bravo universe. I am here with my dear friend, Michelle Barczykowski. How the hell are you, Michelle? I'm doing good, how are you? I am awesome. We are now, just to just to tease you guys, we are in lovely Savannah, Georgia, coming right at you through the humidity. Savannah, yes. Savannah. My hair made it, yes. <laughs> Michelle's beautiful curly hair made it. Uh, it's taking up about 40 feet, but yep. other than that, everything's all good. Uh, welcome, guys. Welcome to Pure Cringe. You know we, we normally spend our time talking about Bravo book reviews, but today we are rejoining our fabulous series, Feels Like the First Time, where we will rewatch classic Bravo TV series, and we are still working our way through, slogging our way through, The Real Housewives of New Jersey. Michelle, how have you been enjoying this? Oh, Maria... <laughs> God's work to watch this. These people are such a mess. They it are. is a lot. <laughs> yeah. This is how much we love our listeners, right? That we're yeah. willing to go back into this uh, this Italian nightmare. Yeah. It's, <laughs> um, um, I just, I, I fear for humanity every time I watch this. And I, and I wonder who the fuck they think they are. I, I, don't, I don't know. <laughs> we don't know either. Uh, that's why it's so fun to watch this. And I think it's so funny because it's so old uh-huh. that it's great to look at the clothes. It's great to look at all of that. And we'll cover a lot of that in the categories later. Um, now we're going to just jump right in. This is season one, episode three. Uh, it's called Not One of Us. I have to say the titles. Not One of Us. Not One of Us. The titles are so aggro. They're just so antagonistic. And I think it's meant to tell us uh, something here. It's, it's meant to let us know what's up. This one opens, I think, hilariously in the car mm-hmm. with Teresa and, G- and Gia on their way <laughs> to Gia's modeling uh, audition in New York City. I have to tell you, when I saw this, I instantly had anxiety because Teresa looks like a train wreck while she's driving. She does, and you know, it's it's, it's the GPSs were not as good as they are now, and you can still get lost in the city, right? They still get wonky, and so she's like practically got her forehead to the to the windshield. She's giving her so, shit on the back. <laughs> it's so hard to watch because you're right; that GPS looks like a piece of shit. This is why, it's not sponsored, but like, what the fuck? Use ways. There was no ways then. Oh, God, there was there, totally ways. There, there was not even Google. Tom Tom or something? I don't know. There had to be something <laughs> better than this because it did look like it got her everywhere. I mean, I've driven these few these roads a few times, and they, to be fair, it, it can be confusing. Yes, yes. However, I am not from New York, New York or New Jersey. So, like, if I was from that area, you'd like to think you could do it better. But yeah. um, we'll do them actually together pretty soon. So she meets with their prospective agent. Um, spoiler alert, the agent fucking hates these $800 pictures yeah. of Gia yeah. because they are too pageanty. Now, you have actually two perspectives on this, I just realized. So not only are you a photographer, but you went to modeling school. I did. Oh, I fucking totally remember seeing pictures, so don't even play. Oh my god, that was like, I don't know, I think that was like a polishing school thing my mother wanted me to yeah, do. Well, and, see, they had, and the pictures were part of it, it was terrible. I, I was I, forced to do it. Are you sure? Because it looked yeah. like modeling stuff. So, yeah. <laughs> so tell us... What, like, when you looked at the pictures first, so in this first scene where we're just seeing, like, super pageanty pictures, were yeah. you like, what the fuck? Or is that, like, is that normal? Should um, they look like that? I, so, I knew, I, I mean, I know what Teresa thinks looks good. <laughs> right. And I didn't think that she And was, what you think is good. Right. And so when I realized that, like, when she was going to take her shitty taste to Wilhelmina, uh, and they and the thing is, like these agencies, they don't do the pictures for you. They expect you to come in with your portfolio. I was I'm gonna ask you that because I wasn't sure. Like, is that so? The process is you go and get them done, and then you show up and you hope that they like your pictures, right? And then okay. you build a portfolio with them. But they're Ew. not gonna do like they're not gonna like take you under their wing and 
you know. And they don't like recommend a photographer or anything like that. I mean, they might. They might. But let's just say, like, Giselle, you know, showed up with, like, her own pictures. Right? She probably showed up with a Polaroid and just was yeah. fucking stunning. Yeah. <laughs> and people were like, wow, this person's in a t shirt and jeans and a Polaroid. But yeah. <laughs> you can tell she's going to rock the world. So, okay, so that. Have you ever had to do kids' photography out of curiosity? Um, I mean, I have. I, I didn't like it. I didn't like it. Yeah, it doesn't it, it doesn't look like a lot of fun. And honestly, I think it's it's kind of cool that this lady is literally looking right at Teresa and saying like, "No, your kid is really cute." Yeah. When she looks like a kid. Yeah. When she looks like her. Yeah, and so she says she loves Gia's natural look and we sort of leave it there. Teresa walking out recognizing that $800 was spent in vain and now mm-hmm. she has to have a whole new set of pictures taken. Right. Right. Oh my god. And then we like as if nothing ever happened, we are whipped to a scene with Dina and her brother Jamie, we meet him for the first time. Who's as like ang- angst-ridden as she is, right? Like the, the same energy, yeah. Like matched energy throughout the whole scene at a place called Props for Today. Yes. Uh, so Dina is wearing a fascinating outfit that I'll talk about more later. Mm-hmm. Uh, but <laughs> I'm, I can't, which I'm never going to get over. And she's helping Jamie actually to set up a backstage area for like where they're calling it like a megastar. A megastar that they can't tell us who it is. But you gotta, we got to trust Dean yes. that it's a big one. Yeah. He's, you know, Michelle, I wrote this down, that he's a chef and a stylist. And then I wrote, is that the same person? Um, typically, no, right? Yeah, typically, no. So I, I don't know. Uh, I think he's just like the it guy. He's just the guy who could do it all. Like the, this, these people know him. And so he's able to put some meals together and create a nice space. Yeah, I just don't feel like the same per- I would want I like I wouldn't want someone who styled me to cook for me. Yeah. I, I guess just, I don't understand the job. I don't either. I should have googled the guy. <laughs> just, yeah. I don't know how much it would have told us. Well, I think that I think that the camera work that we actually see, yeah, is frankly all we need to know like frenetic camera cuts, right? To like him picking up lamps, yeah. him looking at rugs. He yep. has ADHD moments all over this fucking store. Yep. There, I need this. I need that. We're taking that in table. Yeah. I need. Yep. Yeah. I love these. Oh, a leopard is in. Oh, then we don't want it. Yeah. We're going to be ahead of the curve. Right. He's like, curve. I love, love, love. So it's just literally, I felt like it was Dina with a penis. Right. Um, but I liked his stuff that he picked out better than Dina's stuff. Michelle, I would like things that a blind person from Uganda picked out rather <laughs> than the, what is in. And we'll talk about that too, whether the, what's in her house. It's kind of crazy. So um, they bring it all back to her house. Yeah. And then she starts like whining a little bit. She starts talking about how she's in demand, but she feels overworked. She feels yeah. like it pulls her away from her daughter. Yeah. Um, and she says that she waited or wanted all her life to be this level of, of successful, but she's really conflicted because she was raised to be a wife and a mother. Yeah. And I thought to myself, yeah. is this filmed in 1955? Um, I don't even remember people thinking like this in real life. Well, let's see. How old is she, would she be now? I would say she's our age. Okay, so she's like you know early to mid fifties. Yeah. Um, Gorgeous, obviously. Still, you know, I I don't yeah. I I don't know. I don't think my parents told me that. I don't. I'm not so sure. I don't know. So, but you know, I didn't come from like a big traditional family. So that's there was nothing. We weren't traditional in a lot of ways. Well, you know, it's funny. My family was, and there was never anything other than. You'll go to college, you'll have a career, you'll do whatever, or, or, or actually more specifically for my mother was, you'll do whatever you want. Right. You can do whatever you want. Right. I, you know, I don't know, because then you you look at Carol and, and she like wants, you know, I know I, oh, Caroline, Caroline, sorry, Caroline, she was told the same stuff, obviously, 
but she wants to tell her kids, like, you know, that you got to do it all. And Well, she was told it first, right? She's the first of 11. Mm-hmm. I was thinking about this the other day. I was like, I wonder if, like, the message gets watered down as it goes down between the first of 11 kids and the 11th of 11 kids. Or if you're still being fed the same kind of thing, because, you know, Dina's going to tell us pretty soon that she was, you know, doing laundry for 11 kids. Right. When she was, at, when she was Lexi's age. Yeah, that's so crazy. Um, which, and the boys, yeah. the boys do. I, well, so that's the traditional family. So uh, with my mother, so she was in a, a family of, of five. Her father died when she was an infant. And it was my grandmother. And then she has an older sister who was the oldest, kind of like Dina and Caroline. My mm-hmm. mother's the youngest. And then in between, two brothers, my Uncle Dick and my Uncle Frank. Mm-hmm. Literally, like the way that they sort of were all set up was that, I mean, my aunt, my aunt Joe was much older than my mom and got married very young. And then my mother had to do the work. I was like, you said, like in my mind, think of her as Cinderella. When I was little, like my mom had to stay in and like clean the house, cook, do like do the beds. And, uh, thankfully probably none of my, uh, none of Uncle Frank's kids are going to listen to this, but like, I know very specifically, I've been told by some of my female cousins that they used to make the beds of their brothers growing up. That's disgusting. Right. Which feels to me like so strange. Like I was barely asked to make my own bed by the way, in P.S. Forget about being asked to make, like, my brother's bed. So I think that in those traditional families, there are still that, like, little bit of skewed values up until probably the last 10 or 15 years. Okay. Yeah. Which is gross. Um, but, yeah, so we leave Jamie, and we don't see him, thankfully, again. No, his, we don't. Because his ADHD and my ADHD I was kind of wishing not... that I'd see him maybe not sunburned. Yeah, they, oh, my God. He looks like a tick that's going to burst. <laughs> um, yeah, I mean, his ADHD might just don't match. Um, and then we head right over to Jacqueline's house. Yep. Um, and that's, she's, uh, Ashley's grades are in and Jacqueline takes her into the kitchen. Dun, 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 dun. The huge brown kitchen. <laughs> and it's where it says, bless this family. I don't know if you noticed this. It says, bless yep. this family in Italian, uh-huh. um, uh, on the wall. Um, so Ashley just can't pull it together. And Jash, Jacqueline is, is really worried. And I feel bad because I feel like mothers like this exist all the time. Like these moms of children that don't give a shit. And that are really, like, hurt by their kids' mm-hmm. behavior. Um, so Jacqueline tells Ashley that she was brought into school because Ashley has been excessively tardy. Is this the most ridiculous shit ever? I remember this from high school, that there are people who had, like, who almost didn't graduate because they were excessively tardy. Well, yeah, if you're tardy, like, like three out of five days every week, you're, you're missing, you're probably missing the first one or two classes, right? So that's out the window, like, yep. those classes, and... And, and what is it that you're doing that you're late all the time? So I remember that. And I just remember thinking, like, don't have these kids get driven to school? Because we went to, like, a Catholic high school. Because mom and dad were excessively tardy, right? I mean, I don't... Well, it seems really crazy, especially if your parents are paying a small fortune to send you to school. Yeah. Which clearly they are here as well. She's also in a private Catholic school. Yeah, so how is she getting there? Because she doesn't have a car yet. No. So Interesting. She's probably just not. Re- she's probably just not ready when they're waiting, waiting to take her. I would throw her in the car in her sweatpants. But you have to be wearing your uniform, I'm sure. Yeah. Um, I feel bad because she actually has failed two classes. She yeah. failed geometry, which I almost failed. I got a D minus. And history, which I never failed. Um, and I don't know if you notice this. Ashley keeps flipping her head from side to side, and it's making me crazy. She keeps doing this thing where she's like tilting her head to the side and kind of looking at Jacqueline. It's making me nuts. See, I think she has. I think she's got like a, a learning disability. 
I don't know. There's just something about like the vacancy of her. She's like she's a vacant lot. When you look at it, really, there's and, a tumbleweed blowing through the back. And lot. I think she's just managing to try to just like keep it out. And I, my suspicion is that maybe she had like a learning disability, and they're putting a lot oh. of pressure on her. And Jacqueline was too busy being a young single mom, which was oh, right. really maybe hard. she's undiagnosed. Yeah, yeah, maybe she just didn't know to diagnose her because she just prayed for a new day every, every day. Well, yeah, I mean, yeah. it sounds like she did have, she struggled a lot. Yes. So maybe, maybe yes. that, maybe that went by the way. I think we'll find out. Um, Jacqueline actually tells us that she has no more chances. She tells actually, Ashley, like, listen, you have to get to get it together. You don't have any more chances at school or you're not going to graduate with your, with your class. Mm-hmm. Um, and so she has to attend summer school, which I think really sucks. I feel bad because I mean, I, I would have had to attend summer school. My, my parents actually got me a tutor because I freshman year I failed uh, algebra, okay, and so I had a tutor thankfully because it would have required my mother, not my my parents, but my mother to take me from Everett to Wakefield every day for summer school. Oh, and that was not a thing that, that was, was going to happen. Yeah, yeah. And my first grade teacher's husband, Mr. Hanley, he was really nice. He's a really nice guy. He was a really nice guy. He came and he tutored me and he helped me and I had to pass a, a test at the end of the year. Okay. But I can see how it's like a hardship. Now Jacqueline has to actually take her into school. It's a whole pain in the ass. Right. And Jacqueline says she's embarrassed. And it's like. And she's I, mad. She's angry. That yeah. She's got to do this. Yeah. I mean, I just feel like it is. Like, it's got to be so embarrassing being called in to, to, like, hear, like, the report from the teachers basically say to you, like, your kid sucks. Like, you're whatever you're supposed to be doing, you're not doing it. Yeah. And that's probably how it translates to a lot of parents, even if it's not what's being said. Well, I remember, like, when my kids were little, you know, and they were, like, there's behavioral issues when they're little. And some more than others. (laughs) And one of my kids, I just remember saying to him, I want to pick you up one day and I want to hear, like, nothing. I just don't, I don't want to hear anything good or bad from a teacher. Just get in the car. But what you did, just, I'm going to say, oh, hi, okay, bye, we're leaving. And there's going to be no pulling me aside or he did better today, or this is what mm, he did today, or he didn't cool. listen, or he decided to slap somebody. It's just going to be, I'm going to come and go, and, you know. You'll be like every other kid. Like every other kid. And yeah. that was always my thing. Why can't you be like every other kid? Well, and I'm sure, honestly, I'm sure it's the same for Jacqueline. Like, why yeah. can't she just go to school on time like every other kid? Yeah, except now she's like, you know, 17. And I'm talking like when my kid was right. like seven. <laughs> except uh, Ashley should have had this conversation uh with her mom many, 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 many years ago. Yeah. All right. And then we move on to Danielle. And it's always tough. Danielle seems really tough. Um, so this is when she takes her daughter's rock climbing. Yep. And the thrust of the scene is that um, she talks about, well, first in the beginning, she really turned me off. I don't know if you noticed when we were watching this together, when she said that, she said, you know, I, I really like to take care of myself. Mm-hmm. And just when someone says that, I just want to go, yeah, we fucking know. Yeah. We have eyes. We yeah. see you're in shape. We yeah. get it. Understood. Noted, bitch. Noted. <laughs> Noted. You're really into you. Got it. Yeah. Right? Yeah. Check. Right? And so she's, how else do you get a 26-year-old? Uh, Which really, what I don't, and that, it like, all of these things, whenever I want to be sympathetic to her, right? She does. She's like, she has a way of just, like, instantly on a dime turning it around right right like you want to love this scene with her and her daughters taking them rock climbing mm-hmm. and then she says these things and you're like god die right and then she talks she calls steve her boyfriend yeah which feels very high school for me uh and i'm not sure why i feel that i don't really know the timeline it's hard to tell like how long they've been together yeah we don't really get that. but it in any of the scenes even in the earlier scenes it never really felt like he was very into it so it just seemed strange for him to, for her to call him that 
The one thing that really cringed me right out was when she said that her daughter and Steve were very tight. Did you hear that? Yeah, I, so, yeah, red flag. Red flag. <laughs> like this strange guy and my daughter, and uh-huh. the young, and it's the younger of the two daughters. Oh. The okay. older one, the stunning, beautiful older one, Christine. I mean, they're both pretty girls, but Christine, I think, like I said uh, to you last night, I think she becomes a model. Mm-hmm. She's suspicious. She seems to have a very little head. She says that sometimes uh, Steve actually treats her mom badly. Yes. And I, I was wondering about that, right? I'm sure she hears stuff. I'm sure she hears stuff. Well, we get a little bit of that later from Teresa, some info. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> and so, um, so yeah, so that that, scene's, that scene ends, literally the whole scene was just, the entire thing was just more exposition on the relationship. It was. It was more about her. It was, you know, it's one thing to say you're going to get into shape, but it's another thing to do it long-term commit to it for the rest of your life okay i i get you danielle i get you yeah we're happy for you yeah, yeah. like we, we we get it yeah and I, I that just felt like a filler scene honestly they, they had to get the runtime of the episode yeah because yeah. i felt like it didn't bring anything but this next scene is one of my favorites so this is we whiplash to an even browner larger kitchen yeah. <laughs> than jacqueline so you thought that one was brown and large in italian yeah. no no ma'am <laughs> caroline's kitchen right so we're standing there and we've got caroline Jacqueline and Lauren, uh-huh. uh, Caroline's daughter. Yep. And they're discussing Lauren going to beauty school. Mm-hmm. And so Jacqueline comes in. And of course, we find that Jacqueline had been a, a hairdresser in the past. Mm-hmm. And she asks Lauren if this is what she wants. Is her heart in it? Um, and then Jacqueline asks Lauren what she wants to do. And then they start talking about one of my favorite words in the English language, which is probably not a real word, which is uh, what they how they say it in New Jersey, which is shkeev. They have a little, sh- oh, sh- like a sweaty sh- ball. A shkeev. They've got a shkeeve. <laughs> yeah. We would say in New England, just as, like it would be spelled like S-K-E-E-V-E, phonetically. Yeah. I skeeve that. Yeah. Which means I think that thing is gross. Uh-huh. Like if, you know, if we were to go into a hotel room and I were to find uh, hair in the tub, I skeeve that. Yeah. Right. So right. just to give everyone some context. So they're just saying it a little bit different than we do, uh, that we grew up doing in Massachusetts, but it means the same thing. Mm-hmm. And she's saying she's, she skeeves or she's disgusted by the whole idea of like waxing or like touching people, Re- really like touching people. Right. So I'm, I'm not, I'm not so sure what it is she's interested in here in this business. Cause it's, it's all about, cause I've wondered about that. <laughs> You're like, why when somebody's going like to beauty tra- school? When somebody's like washing my hair and they're like doing like a really nice job washing it. And then, then I get this like scalp massage and I think to myself, you must really like doing this. I, I guess you like it. I yeah. guess. Because like, you're, like you're passionate about your job. Yeah, it which is really good. So I'm sorry, but if you can't just like shampoo someone's hair, you can't get over that. There's other things. Well, that's what she says. So then she says, and I need you to help me figure this out. So, and if anybody knows what, what, what Lauren is talking about here, please leave this in the, in the comments on the, on the post on this episode. She won't wax anyone's. And she says, Chucky. Yep. Yep. Or BB. Yep. Do you know what she's talking about? I, I, I think a Chucky is like, you know, his wiener. Okay. Yeah. And so the BB is a vagina. Yeah. Okay, cool. I, I wasn't sure which was which. Yeah, okay. but I don't really know what... I get. I think I get Chucky, but I don't get BB. I don't either. So if anybody knows, please let us know. It might be a, um, a regional thing. Uh-huh. And then Caroline says something that I think we both probably agree on, which is she should do everything. Caroline wants Lauren to learn the entire business so that she'll have credibility when right. she starts to own... Because Caroline wants her to own her own business. Um, and so that people will respect you. And so uh, they go to, uh, this. it just cracks me up, they go to the Artistic Academy. Yeah. And the whole walk around, 
it's basically I feel like is like Lauren looking like a deer in headlights. Yes, and she's like thinking like I have to touch this. I have to touch this. I yeah. She fucking looks terrified. Yeah, she does. She really is upset. And I have to say, it was funny because the the school actually looks really nice. Mm-hmm. Um, I've talked to you before about me doing those like fun mystery shops and stuff. Yeah, I've actually done a couple that were beauty schools where yeah. you walk through them and you take pictures. And this one looked pretty nice. Yes. But I, I will say that it feels 100% like Caroline wants Lauren to do something. Yeah, she wants her to do something. Underline the something. Yeah. And this seems okay-ish. And I think Lauren has interest in makeup. Yes. But I don't think her interest goes beyond that. And I don't think... And she's just immature and young enough to think that all you have to do is go to school and get a, a degree in makeup artistry or right. whatever. Right. But also, I'm wondering, didn't she ever have any other interests? Like, when she was younger, didn't they do things and see what stuck to the wall? I think, and I th- I, I think it was last episode where Chris tells us basically that Lauren is not very bright. Oh. And so I, it would, yeah, it would, that was kind of, kind of him on national television, right. or international television. Right. But I think it's much more of a thing where she did not do well in school. Yeah. Because I think if she did, they'd be, like Albie, they would be trying very hard to get her into a, a college. Or they would have got her into a college already. Why don't the girls like do well in school on the show? Well, you know, I think it's, it has to do with the way that some of them are raised. And I think that's the case with Ashley. Uh-huh. And I think with Lauren, I mean, there are always people who have like alternative paths. Right. And she just might have one. And, and so I think it's, it's interesting that she's choosing to even talk to them about beauty school. But you can tell it's because she doesn't feel comfortable looking at them and going, I don't want to do this. Right. But she doesn't have a backup to say, to argue her way out of it. Absolutely yeah. not. Yeah, yeah. And I think that's uh, very much around the way that Caroline has raised them, if we've even learned anything about it in the last two episodes, right? Yeah. That Caroline would tell you. She, I feel like she's the kind of mother that's like, you know what, Michelle, I'll let you know what you're interested in. Hold on a second. Yeah. I'll let you know what you should major in in college. Please hold. <laughs> um, and so then we end, we end our time there, thank God, because it's just excruciating. And we become best friends with Teresa and Gia as they head to Exist Model and Talent, mm-hmm. which is actually next to a bodega. I'm not sure if you saw yeah. that. Um, she shows up with literally dozens of duffel bags and garment bags. She just opened the trunk and they were all pink leopard vomit bags. They just all start piling out of the yeah. car. <laughs> this is for the reshoot. Yeah, right? for the reshoot. And so she unpacks it and it's basically the wardrobe for either a very small drag queen yeah. or an Ethel Merman impersonator. I am not sure which. <laughs> Like, if someone threw on those clothes and started singing There's No Business Like Show Business, it would not surprise me at fucking all. <laughs> These are not everyday outfits, Michelle. These are the kinds of outfits that, like, Charo might have worn yeah, on, on the love boat. If anybody doesn't know that, please Google or throw in Charo into YouTube. You would a love Charo it. anything, really. Is so, it, yeah. this just feels so strange because this is, like... I'm exhausted by this photo shoot. I feel like Gia does at the end of the photo shoot where she's like rubbing her eyes. She's like, I don't want to take any more pictures. I just can't. So Michelle, can you take over and talk a little bit about this? Like what the fuck is happening during this photo shoot? And what, what's the difference between the shots that we saw before, which are basically her looking more like Ethel Merman and, and what the Wilhelmina agent wants. The, so the first shots were, um, they were like studio shots and she had on makeup, and they were lit, and um, yeah, and they were like specific hand poses. It's almost like you know, like the old Hollywood pictures that were black and white, yes, except they were yes. beautiful, right? Gotcha. And they were very well lit. So that's the idea behind like the pageant stuff. But what 
what a modeling agency is looking for for from a little girl is is what do you like in your environment right it's just oh, okay. right just it's so and you know it's uh, it's hard work out there with the kid like because they're dragging her all these different locations and changing in between i don't know like if they're stopping back into the studio to change in between or whatever but um you know and now teresa's trying to like rub the lipstick off her mouth right instead of putting it on <laughs> And she's taking her off to the side with like a wet wipe, just yeah. wiping her face. Exactly. And the poor kid's like looking in the sun and she's like squinting and they're like, don't touch your eyes. <laughs> yeah. I just honestly, it felt like it was excruciating for everybody. Yeah. It, 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 photographing children, like I, for any, so children have an attention span of like 45 minutes and this <sighs> is documented. Yeah. So if you think that you're going to go do a photo shoot um, and tell them to hang out for like two hours this is just not going to happen. It might happen if you bring them like an iPad and a blanket with a pillow so they can nap and relax for a half hour in between yeah. and then do another session. But, you know. I think anyway. we forget, too, like how young Gia is because she's just so, like, she's very precocious. Yeah. So you forget that, like, this is a little girl and she's exhausted. She's like seven, eight. Yeah. yeah. I don't think she's that old. It's and it's too much for her brain to just, like, she's, like, she's reasoning. We've been doing this for a long time, and you're standing there behind that camera telling me what to do. You must have enough. Right. That's, yeah. I would feel the same way, honestly. I don't... I, don't... I feel the same way after, like, two clicks. So, <laughs> yeah, yeah. I just... I don't know how people do it. Cool. Thank you. Um, let's talk now about the next scene, and thankfully this scene, you know, the scene with Teresa's... Anything with Teresa and Gia is fun for me, but only for a short time. Yeah. I feel like those scenes, I need them to move, like, really quickly. Yeah. Because I can only handle, like, the stage mommery mm -hmm. for so long before I'm like, gee, like, it's, it's like, pain, it's cringy. It's too painful. Um, so we head to Danielle's house, and this is the night of the spa party. Yeah. The med spa party. party. Have you ever been to something like that at someone's house? Is that a thing? Um, no. I, I mean, I don't, I don't roll with, like, uh, ladies who make that much money. It's, it's, I've met spas always been on my own. any ladies who make that kind of money would like to roll with us, though, please. Yeah, if you want to give me free Botox, sure. I'll, I'll go anywhere. Yeah, I'm, I'm happy. <laughs> what do you think we're doing in Savannah? No, joking. <laughs> so it, it begins, actually, with, like, this Eddie Van Halen kind of intro, this, like, rock and roll intro music. Uh -huh. It was very weird. Rather than like that Trixie monoclacal crap that we, we normally have. Uh -huh. And so the doctor comes and he arrives. His name is... Dr. Manalaka Kakis, too many kakas. Basically, he's like Neiman Marcus, like Jason Manzukis from uh, the league. Like he's a better looking <laughs> version of like Constantine from the, yep. like a better looking version of uh -huh. that. Um, so he, Danielle says she wanted to throw a really elaborate party and get everyone pampered the way that they deserve it. I don't think that at all. I honest to God think she was just trying to find a way to have production come over to her house. So that yes. Yes. So she sets up her billiard room, like a spa. Yeah. Which basically means a couple of tables and where people are selling things. And then the uh, chair for her, for the doctor. Yeah. And then maybe a massage table, I think, over to the side. But by the way, this 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 is not like a, a, a nice spa. It's not a nice relaxing spa. Like Botox and filler are... Because I know she's getting filler because she's talking about the numbing cream, which has to stay on for like 20 minutes. And yeah. then they do the needles. And it's, you know, no matter how many times you get it done, someone's poking your face with needles. It's not, it's not relaxing. And so the, then the gallery is sitting over there on the side, like watching. Yeah, it's just not, I don't think it's like pampering the way that she thought it was no, going to be. No, no. And so she invites and she tells us that like, you know, she invites Jacqueline, Teresa, Caroline, and Dina. 
And Danielle says that she feels like she and Dina cleared the air at CJ's party, yeah. the carnival party. Yeah, no, no. Um, she has no self-awareness of, of how Dina or Jacqueline feels about her. And then the voiceover, it's really cute because Jacqueline is like, you know, she thinks it was nice of Danielle to host the party. And it kind of doesn't, in the beginning, show them all having fun. Mm-hmm. Like, you know, laughing and giggling. And then we start to get a little bit strange because then Caroline tells us, do you remember this part where she says she sometimes feels funny when she's out with them? She feels different. She says she doesn't feel like she fits in. She she's doesn't dress old. like them. Yeah. And her boobs are real. Yeah. You can see that. Like, I, I feel like she is kind of awkward. She has like this matronly Yeah, because she's a lot older than them. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, and so then we see, I mean, we see Danielle getting Botox on her face and Dina and Caroline are squirming. They are. They can't handle it. And then out of nowhere, I forgot this happened. Um, Jacqueline gets a terrifying lip injection. The fuck was that? Um, a lip, filler? lip filler. Yeah. That was terrifying. Like yeah. one whole half of her mouth was like up. Yeah. I've, I've had the lip filler done before and um, it's it's not pleasant. Not at all. And, you know, and if you put too much in, it doesn't look good. And I think this is like the early days of Botox, too, or like early-ish. It's more sophisticated now. Um, But, yeah, so. (laughs) It was not okay with me. I was really, when I saw that lip injection, I was like, what the fuck? Yeah. Um, Oh, and Teresa gets her Angry Elevens done. Yeah. Which is good. Um, Because Teresa says, why not? It's free. Yeah. I just, I just. Just, I don't know. Why not? It's free. I feel like that is the last reason you should do Botox. Yeah. Like, you should do, like, is it free? Is someone giving out free samples of cupcakes? Eat a cupcake. Yeah. If someone is giving free injections to your face. Yeah. Maybe no. Yeah. Maybe, I don't know. Maybe they don't value their work highly enough. (laughs) Maybe, maybe find someone who values their work higher. But she's just so rude. Her presentation is very crass. That's, that's the thing with Teresa. It's very. Oh, yeah. Yeah, I mean, I say this as the most foul-mouthed person within probably a forty-mile radius. But she's but... got no sense of decorum. There's no, there's no sense of no. She has no class. What's really. polite? What's no. not polite? You know, you can still be an asshole and be polite about it. That's fun. Yeah, it's a good time. <laughs> yeah, she's not. She really isn't. And no. you know, and then Teresa asks Dina if she's going to get any, and Dina says no. And then the next couple of things that she says. I go back and forth in my mind whether or not I think they're obnoxious or or if I just think that like I'm making too much of what she's saying. So she says that her husband threatened her if she did anything to her face. And then he then told her that he married her for her face, mm-hmm. which I actually believe. Okay. So I feel, but because at first I thought to myself, she's just being super conceited. Uh-huh. Like, I don't want anything in my face. My husband said he'd, he'd kill me if I did anything to my face. Uh-huh. And then I thought about it and I'm like, he probably is just that kind of asshole that was like, hey, you do anything to your face, I'm leaving you. <laughs> like, I can almost imagine it. But so, keep bringing in the money, by the way. Right, right. Mm-hmm. And so she's telling Teresa that she really doesn't need it. And then out of nowhere, we get the Danielle confessional where she's like, basically, bold. Like, everybody shit. in town knows she gets it. Yeah, and she says that she tells people that she's had it done. Yeah. And then Danielle says that Dina has obviously had her lips done, which is fine. Do all those things, but please just own it. But I, I, she could be right, and it could be that Dina just gets it, but just doesn't want. She doesn't want that experience bonding with Danielle over anything, and she doesn't want to oh. say like your face guy was great. I'm gonna go to him. I didn't even think it's a that. connection with you. I think she just said I'm showing up to be polite, but I don't want you know. Oh, because I was thinking maybe she just didn't want like the world to know. She was happy with like close friends and and stuff like that in Franklin Lakes or whatever. 
But now that you say that, you're probably right. She probably didn't want to have any reason to be nice to Danielle or have any reason to say thank you or yes, whatever. Exactly. Whatever. I mean, yeah, I didn't even think of that. I mean, I think that's smart of her. <laughs> yeah, no, you're... Listen, you and Dina are smarter than me, fucking obviously. Um, and so then we cut to Danielle, who is getting lip injections herself. Yeah. Right? Yeah. It is a huge needle for the Novocaine, FYI in the PS, or was that the actual filler? Um, so I think she had the numbing cream. Oh, and okay. And then that was... Or it could have been, it could that could have been the Novocaine, and then they were gonna fill her after that. I I don't know. I don't. I'm not sure. Whatever it was, that's a that's a hard pass for me. Yeah, it's a hard pass for me. You know, and I wouldn't mind, but I mean, I have dental work done all the time, and I don't have a problem with it. But I just don't like the idea of that on my lips. That's not okay. Caroline starts freaking out, saying the whole thing is fucking bonkers, right? She's like, it's just like she she crazy times ten. Yeah, she goes, this whole thing is crazy times ten. Yeah, is she? Yeah. If she could get up and, like, stomp her feet and, like, do, like, wiggly things because she's so freaked out, she would. Yeah. Yeah, it's like a drinking game. Everybody drink when Caroline tells us she's old school in some fucking way, please. Yeah. You know, like, it's like, in some way, is she going to tell us that she's old school? She's old school even when it comes to aging. We get it. Yeah. We get it. So then, I, this is where I think, you know, I think it gets a little mean girl and... But, but Danielle says something here that causes it. Right. So first, Dina makes a snarky comment about wanting to give Danielle the injections mm-hmm. to hurt her. Right. And and Danielle hears this and mm-hmm. is hurt. And then Danielle says that Dina likes to turn up her nose at her mm-hmm. and says that Dina tries to make herself look better by making other people look foolish. Mm-hmm. And it made me think of the thing with Garcelle and Erica Jane, where, where, where Erica Jane is like, don't try to make me look bad. And Garcelle is like, I don't need to make don't you look bad. You, can, you do that on your own. <laughs> yeah. And I thought, yeah, Danielle, you don't need to worry about it. You're going to make yourself look bad in about 30 seconds. Yeah. Hold my beer. And so just when I'm starting to feel bad for her, uh, Jacqueline asks the doctor his name, like, where's your practice? Yeah. And so he repeats it and he says, Dr. Dr. Manalakakis, I think is really how you say it. Um, but then Danielle says, I can't even say his name, but I can say cock. Right. And, and there you go. She always does that. She's always going to bring it back to sex and, and like, fuck, and why? I, I don't, I don't know. It's really fucking annoying. And that's all Dina needs to, you know, that's all they all need to think, to like be confirmed that she's the piece of shit that they have always suspected. Yeah. Right. So as soon as she says that, you know, cause she's just so crass and desperate. Dina says, we know. Yeah. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and Danielle hears that. And in her voiceover, she says it was like a slap in the face and that she opened her home to all of them. Mm-hmm. And that they insulted her. Mm-hmm. And the last thing she says, which I think was funny, she's like, apologies, Ira in order. Yeah. All right. <laughs> and I was like, I think you're going to have to hold your breaths for those. Um, and so, you know, like, I don't, I don't know that that's going to happen. Um, so th- that scene ends and then we go to Dina and Lexi. And it's the day that Lexi um, is, t- she's telling Lexi that she has to help out more. Right. It's when she starts saying like, you know, I've downturned, I've turned down big jobs because she wanted to be home at three o'clock when Lexi right. got home from school. Right. Um, and I, I still can't be in her house for very long. Like the scenes that are in her house, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. I can't really look at them. Sometimes I have to like look up and like look away because her style is very like, it's early Italian whorehouse. Like it's like, <laughs> which I recognize <laughs> as, right. as a Sicilian myself, I recognize oh. it. Um, and then there's like a, the cute end of the scene where Dan, where, excuse me, where Dina is talking about, how she hired a nanny. Yeah. And Lexi is just being funny. Like, can we make her wear an outfit? Yeah. Yeah. You know, can't she learn how to do the things? 
Um, so just kind of, I think it's another filler scene. I think there are a lot of filler scenes in these early episodes. Yeah. When they, when they Until they sort of get the momentum going. Yeah, they're trying to really suss out the situation and what they can expand upon, I yep. think. Yeah. And yeah, and I think that's like an ongoing process. Yeah. Because I think these little scenes are, are not, they're like the B story. Yeah. They're the B storyline, clearly. Because yeah. the A storyline is Danielle. Yeah. And so we head right back to her again. So we go back to her house where she's invited Jacqueline and CJ there for a barbecue. Um, a play date for a play date? Is that the... No, it's a, it's a barbecue, actually. She brings her son over. Yeah. And the two daughters are there. And they're playing. Um, and, oh, right, right. Yes. And then yeah. Danielle is talking about her birthday plans. And then she brings up the fact that she's not going to invite Dina. What right. did you think about that? Um, <coughs> and, and Jacqueline visibly looks uncomfortable when Danielle does yes, this. Yes. And, you know, I, I don't know, is does Danielle like to make her friend feel uncomfortable? Or does she notice it? Well, I think it's that, Michelle. I think, like, in reality, I don't think, I think that Danielle is so self-centered. Uh-huh. And so self-involved. And I don't even mean it in a bad way. I think that she... It's like she can't take her head out of her own ass. Right, right. But I don't think she can look at her friend next to her, who has also repeatedly even said it to her directly, please don't talk about yeah, Dina. Yeah, yeah. She's sick of it. She Yeah, and she doesn't want to be involved. Yeah. Um, And so she says she doesn't want to bring Dina. And she says something about the fat lady singing, and then insinuates that Dina has gained 30 pounds? Yeah. What? I'm sorry. What, 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 I'm sorry. Has she been anorexic prior to that? I should. I want to look like Dina. I want to be fat like Dina. Yes. <laughs> that's 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 what's going to be the, the the title of my autobiography. Yeah. Fat like Dina. Yeah. Yeah. It's so hard to watch her like this. Even her youngest daughter participates. Did you notice that? Yes. Yes. Not nice. Like that. That I thought was really gross. The fact that her daughter would weigh in about an adult. Yes. And that was she wasn't corrected. Yeah. Immediately. Yeah. Can I ask if if one of your kids did that? I'm just curious. Kids if your kids like said something snarky about like um, an adult, if they have like in private to us sometimes, mm. but never in front of other people. And I think we just sort of have that understanding that, you know, <clears throat> and yeah. And I can see them maybe like on the sidelines sure. getting the vibe. And I'm like, yeah, I think they're going to mention this later. Um, but no. And I don't really know how we got them to not do that, but they just kind of know that you're not supposed to really be involved unless you're asked. Yeah. It's like it's in, it's just, it's, it felt just super inappropriate for her to speak that. Yeah. And, that and, and, and again, and I also too, we water a lot of things down that we would tell our kids. Right. It, I think that Danielle tells them everything, yeah. says everything in front of them. And I would, I often would say like this, this is the, the watered down version because I don't really think you'd understand the full scope. So I'm just going to give you the, yeah, the, this is adult stuff. The cliff notes, right? There's the basic understanding of like why you think this is going on. Like, yeah, yeah. So, and I think you're right. I think it's because you didn't do it in front of them. Yeah, because I think Danielle does. Because she says that Dina is the most, and this cracks me up. She's the most abrasive, condescending. Yeah, condescend. Which is basically talking down to you while you are covered in moisture. Yeah, well, and then uh, yeah, <laughs> most annoying and frustrating excuse for a human being she has ever met. Amazing. Okay. And then poor Jacqueline, like literally, I feel like, I feel like every single confessional shot of Jacqueline is her just like this. I just don't want to be involved. Yeah. I just don't want to be involved. And I just want to go, are you, are you saying this to Danielle or are you just telling me? Right. Right. Of course. I'm not sure. Um, and, and then I love this. I love when people have this completely misappropriated idea of why someone feels something. So Danielle says in her confessional, 
you know, Dina just doesn't like me because she's threatened by me. Mm-hmm. She says because she knows things about Dina. Do you think that's true or do you think that's just her talking shit? Okay. I don't know because we've gone through this before with the, there's some something that happened with them prior to the whole show. Yeah. And I don't know what it is. I'm, I'm seriously, if any of our listeners know, we would die, we're dying to know. Yeah. I can't tell, but I almost, I feel like, like I feel like Danielle is so delusional in every other way. It's hard for me to believe this. And I think she likes the, her, the drama is the only way she understands how to communicate. I think she likes the drama. Yes. And also if we're being honest, parentheses for everybody like sidebar, uh-huh. her drama is the reason why the show is so good. Yeah. Right. As obnoxious as she is. Her drama is the reason why we're like, what the fuck? The reason why I have five pages of notes yeah. is Danielle drama. If this was all Dina and Lexi, we wouldn't be watching this show. Yeah. I I think massage the right way. She could have gone on for many years in the show. Absolutely. Yeah. Yeah. I feel like she just, she goes nuts. She blows her load far too early. Um, and she, she can't, <laughs> she, she really does. She, yeah, cause everybody has like an insane quotient mm-hmm. and I think she blew her insane wad very, very early in her, yeah. in her, in her tenure. Um, so that scene ends, and then we are back at Caroline's big brown kitchen, uh, where we see Jacqueline driving up, uh-huh. getting out of a, a, a white car, and then walking into the house. Mm-hmm. And uh, she says she needs to talk to Caroline, and she says she's so stressed out about her husband, Chris, who is Caroline's younger brother. Mm-hmm. And that um, she tells them that uh, Ashley has had like an epiphany over the last few days, mm-hmm. and recognized how she fucked up. Mm-hmm. And cried and got really contrite, which I can imagine that mm-hmm. takes a little while for the shock to happen yeah. for you to realize, like, wow, I really fucked up my school year. Yeah. Um, so she said that she cried and she apologized and seemed to understand what she needs to do going forward. And that Chris wanted to encourage her. Uh-huh. He seems like a sweet guy. Um, misguided, but sweet. And he went and bought her a car. That's, that is a brand so, new car. That's so sweet. But it was not the right thing no. to do. It's so <laughs> lovely. Like, I just think he's such a nice guy. He yeah. reminds me of my dad, like. My father didn't know how to say, like, great job, kid. He just knew how to buy me something or uh-huh. give me money. So I think that that's a little bit of it, too. He doesn't really know how to be, like, you know, warm with her. Yeah. And everybody fucking loses their mind. Yeah. Like, literally, I, I felt like people, I felt like Manzo's kept coming out of the woodwork. So, because at first it was Caroline and Lauren. Yes. And then Albie comes in. He's like, yeah. what the fuck? He's like, what the fuck? Yeah. And so, you know, it's so funny because in, in, conf- in the conversation, they all forget that Jacqueline came to them. Right. And she had nothing to do with it. It was their yes. brother. And they're all, it's so weird to me. So they actually, they all go out and Lauren is like, you know, they go and they look and Lauren is in love with this car. You can tell that Lauren wants to, to get this car. By the way, I have convinced myself that Lauren is like a husky Joyce DeWitt from Three's Company. <laughs> fight me on that, people. Fucking fight me on Three's that. Three's Company. She's a husky Joyce DeWitt. She's a, she's a husky chick from Three's Company. Um, and so it's honestly, it's a tough scene because I feel like, the whole time, Jacqueline's like, yeah, I don't want her to have it. I know she doesn't deserve it, but your brother bought it. And then the, it's like there's two different conversations because then Caroline is constantly like, what did she do to deserve it? And Jacqueline's like, yes, I understand. Nothing. So, well, what it is is they're... It's I that they're the, saying they shouldn't give it to her. It's that, But it's that double-edged sword. It's that, it's that you should be controlling your husband and tell him not to do this crazy shit. That's that's part of it. It's like it's it's Jacqueline's fault for letting it happen, even though he just went out and did it of his own volition. That's true, right? Yeah, that's true. That's true. Yeah, it's just a very. It's really interesting because Caroline really lays into Jacqueline. Like often, yeah. Their dynamic is very interesting to me. Um, so because I think Jacqueline also deflects a lot here to Chris. Like, yeah, Chris went and bought it, mm-hmm. but like, 
what kind of relationship do you have with your husband where he goes and buys shit for your daughter, not his kid, your daughter, without consulting you? Well, maybe they have a good, maybe he has a good relationship with her. Maybe he's tried really hard to, like, you know, act as a dad and just be really loving with her. I don't know. Maybe. But wouldn't you, wouldn't you want to, wouldn't you expect Brian to just go like, hey, I'm going to buy one of the kids a car? No, no. If it was something like he really wanted a surprise and he really wanted like a big bang for it and he was really happy and he was able to do it. No, he wouldn't say anything to anyone. Really? He would just go buy it? He would just go buy it, yeah. This is why I'm not married, see? I mean, if it, if it was something... Because <laughs> I'd be like, what the fuck is your problem? Well, if there was money. I mean, if there was no yeah. money, he wouldn't do it. But right. they obviously have the money. Oh, they're loaded. Yeah. But I'm saying, like, I feel like he should have discussed it with Jacqueline because the daughter, like, they've just tried to take everything away from her, right? Yeah. They took away everything. They stripped her room. She had no phone. She had nothing. There were other things that they could have done rather than blow their load on, like, a big car. But on the other hand, you know, thinking, you know, I had a kid who, like, was in, like, a lot of um, special ed. Like, took a long time to really get him on the on the same page as yeah. everybody else. But um, what we did was a lot of positive reinforcement. So instead of taking away, because taking away meant nothing to him. Like because there was something else. I mean, to Ashley. Yeah, but you know, when something like went well and he got rewarded for it, that meant a lot. I'm a hundo p getting in touch with him and telling him to ask for a car. Yeah. So yeah, <laughs> I am cluing him into this shit. Hold tight, honey. You're getting a text from Auntie Maria. All right. So this next scene is one of the most interesting scenes as well. So we we whiplash again. To Danielle and Steve, Teresa and Juicy Joe, and Jacqueline and Chris Lorita, her husband, uh-huh. um, at dinner. They're on a triple date. Mm-hmm. Danielle says, after all the drama at the spa party, she's happy to be out with her true friends, mm-hmm. Jacqueline and Teresa. Yeah. Um, I was like, is she watching the same show that we're watching? Because these girls, I think, barely like her. Mm-hmm. Um, Jacqueline's definitely having enough of it. And let me put you this way. I, I feel like this. I feel like Danielle is in a position where she cannot help but fail. I think that Teresa laughs at her pussy and cock jokes and her comments, but then judges her. Yes. And flips the script when Dina and Caroline start to question her or when things get crazy. Mm -hmm. So, you know, the whole perspective from Danielle is very juvenile. Uh, Danielle says Steve is close friends with Teresa and Juicy Joe. And then that's when Danielle tells us that there's trouble in paradise. Mm Mm-hmm. That she knows that something is wrong. And I think we've all experienced this in a relationship. Like you're not talking as much as you used to. Mm-hmm. He's not calling her. Um, and then creepily slash inexplicably, Jacqueline and Teresa start talking to Steve directly about like how to keep Danielle happy. Do you right. remember this part? Yeah. Yeah. And he just had like no response. It was really gross. And then yeah. like even Teresa was like saying, you got to rub her and yeah. kiss her all over. It was just unbelievable. <laughs> Jacqueline kept, and honestly, I felt like saying, Jacqueline, what the fuck? Because Jacqueline goes, she needs a lot of loving. And I was like, thanks, Jacqueline. Yeah. Like an asshole with friends like her. Um, the tension at the table is disgusting. Um, I felt so bad for them, how they could even order their food. And then Jacqueline, Teresa, and Danielle all go outside. Yep. They say they're going to the ladies' room, but they yep. go outside to talk. And so this is when things get strange. So she's saying that she doesn't understand why Steve is pulling away from her. Mm-hmm. And the fact that he has time to hang out at Teresa and Joe's. But then she says, but I've got the pussy. Yeah. Um, and she says that it's so weird to me too, because she actually says to them, and I don't know if you remember this, she says that she was planning on breaking up with him at the dinner table in front of all of these people. Like what? Who the fuck does this? And that's when we start to get the first 
real confessionals of people saying, people that we thought and Danielle thought were her friends. Wait, she said at that outside? Yeah, she, she said she, was, she had a confessional and she says that she was planning on, because she says, Teresa sell, tells her um, to confront Steve and see what he says. And then Danielle says in a voiceover sort of confessional that she was planning on breaking up with him. Oh, at the yes. table. Yeah. No, and she was that she's back talking that. She's backtracking it. Oh, totally. Yeah. Totally, right? And so that's when we get that Teresa confessional where she first starts to let us know that she's all set. Yeah. With Danielle. Yep. She says she doesn't want to get involved in more drama. Mm-hmm. And that she's already sick of her. Yeah. And that she's ruined the dinner. Yeah. Teresa, yeah. when somebody fucks up my dinner, it's it's <laughs> Don't fuck with Don't. Don't fucking do it. Michelle likes a tremendous amount of protein. And, and you know what? And I, and it's, and you know, it's a dinner. It's like somebody, people sacrificed and worked to put this food on the table. I want to eat it. I want nice. That's the thing. I feel like Danielle, you know, she could fuck up a free lunch, as they say. Well, yeah, she She's constantly it. pissing in the pool. Yeah, she really she is. It. And so thankfully that scene ends. We have a really quick scene and it's another throwaway, I think, back to Wilhelmina modeling. Yep. Where Teresa shows the pictures. Yeah. Where part of them are still pretty... Yeah. I, I really was like, I don't know what's wrong with this lady. I don't know what she's doing. The fuck? Half of them are still pageanty. Yeah. And then we find out that she chose the exact same photographer. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Which seems very strange to me. What I, I literally wrote, what the fuck? Um, it's a very quick scene, though, but because of how it ends nicely is that the woman, I think her name was Marlene Wallace, tells uh, Teresa that she's going to accept Gia and they're going to take her on. Because... She found at the end of the pile like uh, four pictures, like four pictures that were good, and they yeah. were they were good. They were exactly what was needed. Yeah. yeah, and it was cool, I guess, that she could just prove that she was capable of being able to take those pictures. Right, but there's something that Teresa does in this scene where she mm. she's like she's like looking and she's sort of like trying to defend the pictures, um, and then like you know she then the, a few pic- good ones are found, and Teresa's just like, okay, good, so. We're going to go with those. They're good, right? Right? Yeah. And it's like just so simplistic. Like yeah. just, you know. It's like her not knowing that Wilhelmina was a top agency. I don't know anything about modeling, but I know that. Yeah. I mean, How can you not know that? You're bringing your kid there. Yeah. I, I just, yeah, she did like, she didn't do any research. She's, yeah, she's so painful. She is not the brightest bulb. Um, then we run back uh, to Jacqueline's house and this is another great scene. So we're coming to the, we're, we're, we're coming to the apex here. So Teresa pulls up with Gabriella, and they're there mm-hmm. for a play date. Mm-hmm. Jacqueline says that she just wants to relax. It's like she's setting us up. Jacqueline's like, I just want to relax. I don't want any drama. Yeah. And as if by magic. No kidding. <laughs> I felt so bad. One ringy dingy. Yeah. The phone rings, right? <laughs> uh, <laughs> Did you ever see that Sesame Street thing where, like, there's a phone ringing, and the cat gets pissed off, so the cat decides to eat it? And then the cat is just <laughs> like vibrating. The cat is vibrating. That is. So the, she, if she could have done that, she would have. She would have shoved it in Gabriella's yeah. mouth, and she would have been vibrating because nobody wants to fucking talk to Danielle already. You guys, it's episode three, and everybody fucking hates Danielle already. I know. So Danielle calls. We cue the phone call with Danielle. <laughs> she says she's calling to ask Jacqueline if she can come over. She's having a hard time with Steve, and she wants to talk. Um, and it is increasingly obvious during the phone call. That Jacqueline doesn't want to talk she to does, her. She looks like she's having a panic attack. She, I think she looks like she's taking a shit. She has she's, no facial expression other yeah. than, like, compressing herself. She's just, everything just sank. Yeah. Yeah. And there's no emotion in her voice. Completely monotone. She's like, okay, Teresa's over. Yeah. And yeah, and, and the, but then Danielle's like, can I come with my girls and expose them to crazy shit? Jacqueline tries to stop her, but Danielle doesn't get it. 
again, she does not read the room. Yeah. Incapable. I yeah. don't know. Yeah, like that would have been her hint. Like, I have somebody else over. Um, Now's not a good time, Pumpkin. Yeah, I'll talk to you, but we'll do this shit later. By yeah. the way, I I don't know the last time I had to go over to a girlfriend's house to cry about advice. A yeah. phone call is good, but just to kind of like just show up and descend upon somebody like that. Uh, obnoxious. And especially when someone tells you they have people over, it's crazy. Yeah. It's crazy. So she gets there and they sit down in, I think, the wine room, like the wine yeah. cellar. Yeah. Which, again, another brown room yeah. with enormous brown furniture. Yeah. I just can't. It's brown. It's very wow. brown. It's yeah. so brown. Uh, Danielle tells us she needs to talk to them about Steve. She needs to tell them, and she's such a shithead, she needs to tell them that it's okay to break up with Steve. She says that Steve isn't the right place financially, mm-hmm. which we knew that. He's like 12 years old. She starts crying and says that she can't spend her life with someone who is 20 years younger. And then she says... No matter how we feel about each other, it's like she forgets that we just watched the scene in the restaurant right, right, right. where he wants basically nothing to do with her. Yeah. Um, I, I still can't, like, I don't know what, if he has stopped taking your calls, an engagement rate is not the next step. No. no. Like, I don't get it. I don't get it. Um, you know, Teresa comes in and, like, starts talking about how, like, none of this is what he says about her. Oh, this is upsetting. Yeah. And he says, now Danielle says... How in love they are, they are, but that isn't what she hears from Steve. Right. He just goes there every day for his routine blowjob. Yeah. And it was so funny the way that she says it. You can tell, tell Teresa is like hesitating, but yes. then she's like, yeah. she goes there his, for his routine and it's like dun, one dun, Mississippi, yeah. two Mississippi, <laughs> three Mississippi blowjob. Yeah. And then. Um, maybe that's the, maybe that's the meanness that um, the daughter hears. Right. <laughs> right. Yeah. It's not mean. He's having a great time. Yeah. He's having an awesome time. Or maybe um, she's like, let me suck your dick, and they're fighting about it. Probably. Right. And then Jacqueline says that Danielle just wants to vent, and I think she just wants to get more camera time. Yeah. yeah. Um, not, But not get her advice. And you can see that because Teresa is saying, you know, giving advice, so is Jacqueline. And then mm-hmm. Teresa says, Danielle, here's what she wants to hear. Yeah. And literally, Danielle finally says to them, I think that my way is the right way. Yeah. And I just want I literally, I thought to myself, get the fuck out of here, please. That literally would have been my response. Get the fuck out of here, then. It was, like, so high school, wasn't it? I, it felt even, like, m- more than that. Maybe junior high. F- finally, Danielle leaves. Yeah. And the other two are visibly relieved. And then they sit down and they start to debrief the conversation. And then each starts to talk about rumors that they have heard. Mm-hmm. And this is where it starts to get gross. So Teresa says that she has heard Danielle seeing, like, five guys. Jacqueline says, you know, it's hard to know what's true. If she was actually your friend, though, I think she could probably, you know ask her Mm -hmm. um Teresa says she's heard a rumor that she was a stripper and then Jacqueline says she she wants to talk to her about it um because but she doesn't want to embarrass her and hurt her feelings right but you'd rather talk about it on national television yeah in front of the whole world yeah than just take your friend aside and go like did you fucking do this Uh I just I don't understand she says that she is getting pressure from her family to end the friendship because of course the family is not just you know Dina and Caroline, it's her husband. Right. So they're all talking about this. Um, and so when they decide they don't like someone or they don't want you to hang around with them, they expect you to toe the line. It, it, I mean, you know, because, because her being upset is going to upset the entire ecosystem of the family. I don't necessarily think that's a bad thing. Yeah. Because I'm like a keep the peace kind of person. Yeah. Well, no, I get it. I get it. I mean, we do see these like, um, everybody's hot potatoing. Danielle and Jacqueline, yeah. though. Yeah. Like, Dina's like, not my problem. She's not my friend. Yeah. 
You know, and with Caroline, I mean, God bless, what the drapery is she fucking wearing? She looks like she's been wearing like an ace bandage on her head. Um, but she says she wants to investigate. She's suspicious now. Yeah. And she wants to investigate. I love that. Right? Yeah. My sister would say the same thing. No, same, same. Yeah, love it. All right. Well, that was the episode. Let's head into the categories real quick, mm-hmm, Michelle. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. So uh, we'll start with the first one, which is who won the episode. So my nominee okay. is Lauren because uh, she's still not paying for shit and doesn't have to work. <laughs> what's what's your nominee? Oh my God. <laughs> That's terrible. She still doesn't have to do anything. That's terrible. She can still be fat choice to win. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I, I had a hard time with this one, like who won the episode. Um I mean it there's part of me that thinks that like Danielle won the episode because it was all about her. Yeah. Yeah. All about awesome. me. All about me. Awesome. That's your not that's your that's your pick. Awesome. Uh, this one is so fun, too. Uh, biggest fashion disaster. My pick is Dina when she meets up with her brother when yep. she was she's wearing the jeans, white flip-flops, the white baby doll shirt that's eyelet uh-huh. with the uh, uh, rhinestone peace symbol. That was like as big and as then, her head. Yep. And then an enormous uh, black and white uh, snakeskin bag. Yep. And they're those, they're those pants. They're like capri and they're tight. I think they were like capri boot cut or something that kind of oh, played out or whatever. So, they were bad. Just, yeah. Is that yours too? No. Okay. No. What's yours? No, mine's uh, um, uh, Carolyn's the uh, the the the, the green, drapery, the green thing. Oh, the green, the green and blue thing was with like ginkgos on with it or something. With the Asian kind of yeah, look. Oh, and then yeah. your tits were out. Her tits are always out. Yeah. Well, when you have tits that big, you know, I yeah. feel like you got to buy a tarp to cover them. There's something I liked about it, but I really was just like, I'm I, I don't know, I, I yeah, yeah. I wanted with a close up shot. I'm with you. Yeah. All right, and then our last category, the moment of pure cringe. Like, what was the cringiest moment for you? For me, uh, it really was uh, Danielle's daughter, Jillian, uh, like, weighing in with those oh, snarky oh, yeah, with okay. snarky comments about Dina. That was the grossest for me. How about you? Um, the grossest, the grossest. Is, uh, yeah, I know. I've been thinking about this. What do I pick? I, I have to say it was the... Um, it was the, the mouth shot of, uh, you know, getting the Novocaine, and she's like, and I can say cock. And uh. I just thought, there... There you go. You've done it again. You have done it again. And if anybody kept a log of when you do this and you mm. and you create a reaction from other people, this is a pattern. She's a heartbreaker. Yeah. It really is. You think that she's going to have a normal moment, yeah. but she can't go five minutes without mentioning sex and drawing the attention onto herself. And it's yeah. really painful. No, I agree. That's a great one. That's a great one. Oh, this was a fun, a fun, fun. episode, Michelle. Yeah. Well, everybody, thank you so much for listening. Um, and you know, we always like to say, you know, be kind to each other, right, Michelle? Because anyone can be a cunt. That's right. That's (laughs) right. Thanks everybody. (laughs) Take care. Thanks for listening. Thanks. Thanks.